Hilchus Shabbos Perik Gimel Halacha Aleph. Boit l'haschem halacha of Shabbos. A person may begin to do a malacha before Shabbos starts. Af bishin igmeres be'shabbos. Despite the fact that the malacha will continue and be finished when after it's already Shabbos on its own. The prohibition of doing malacha only applies to doing it on the day itself. If a happens by itself on Shabbos, we are allowed to benefit from what happens on Shabbos by itself, even though we started the process before Shabbos. What does that mean? For example, a person is allowed to open a water channel uh, uh, into a garden uh, before Shabbos, uh, as it gets dark, but before Shabbos starts. And it, the, the, the garden fills with water throughout the day. So it's happening by itself on Shabbos. Your behavior was done before Shabbos, and that's okay. You're allowed to put an incense under uh, clothing uh, on a fire, and then sort of give it, like, give it like a nice smell. And the uh, garments continue to be, to be incensed, to be, to be fragrantized, um, the entire Shabbos. So the fire continues to burn, the garments continue to get the uh, the smell of the fragrance uh, throughout the Shabbos. You're allowed to put a, uh, a medicine on an eye, or a bandage on a wound, and they may continue to heal on, on uh, throughout, uh, throughout Shabbos. So again, you put the uh, medicine before Shabbos, and it continues to do its job on Shabbos. Um, excuse me. Um, you're allowed to soak uh, herbs uh, again uh, before just before Shabbos starts, as it gets dark. and they continue to soak throughout the Shabbos. You're allowed to put oil into a um, a, a, a vat in which you dye it. Uh, or to, uh, uh, pieces of flax, strands of flax, toes of flax into an oven. In which they cook, and that changes the flax into material which you're able to work with. Uh, we'll see that in the parak that perhaps the person may actually have to do certain precautions over there, but the essential behavior is permitted. to set out traps for birds or for animals rather. And uh, for animals and birds, and for fish, in as it gets uh, before Shabbos starts, as it gets dark. Again, you could do it on Wednesday as well. But the point is that even though it's right before Shabbos, it's okay. And the trapping happens itself on Shabbos. You're allowed to uh, put the heavy beams of an olive press on the olives, and uh, the guliagat and the round wheel of a grape uh, grape press. Uh, again, it's a heavy cement wheel that uh, presses the grapes. In before Shabbos starts, and the squeezing out of the, the squeezing out happens on Shabbos, uh, and uh, the jo- the juice continues to flow throughout Shabbos. And you're allowed to light a fire or a, bo- or a, a bonfire before Shabbos, and it may is allowed to burn and continue going throughout the entire Shabbos. In fact, it's a mitzvah as we know to light Shabbos candles, as we'll see in the future program. You're allowed to put a pot on the fire, uh, um, as the style was back then. It was a little different than today, obviously. Or put meat in an oven uh, on coals. You know, you have like a, a fire source under the oven. 
the bottom of the oven. And the continuation, the, the cooking process continues to go, go throughout the whole Shabbos. You may even eat it on Shabbos. You can benefit from it on Shabbos. Not only is it okay to put the food there and for it to cook on Shabbos, you can actually benefit from it by eating from it on Shabbos. However, there are some matters over here. The Chavim came along and prohibited in order to prevent the person from stoking the coals on Shabbos, which is the prohibition of lighting a fire and extinguishing a fire. As you, st- as you stoke the coals, you're lighting some coals and you're extinguishing others in the process. So there's even though we just said that you're allowed to do all these things before Shabbos and they can continue on Shabbos by themselves, with no biblical prohibition, there are certain elements that the Chachamim did prohibit, prevent the person from violating the prohibition of, of stirring the coals. Kate said, what's an example of these prohibitions? The Chacham instituted. If you have a food that was cooked, but not completely cooked. Hot water that was somewhat heated, but not completely heated. Or you have a food that is completely cooked, but as it cooks, continues to cook more and more, it, it improves more and more as it, as it gets more and more well done. You may not allow it to rest on the fire on the Shabbos, or put it on the fire before Shabbos, and let it continue to cook on Shabbos. Despite the fact that you put it on the fire before Shabbos starts, so you're not doing anything on Shabbos, it's cooking by itself. Biblically, it's fine, but rabbinically, it's prohibited. We're worried you're going to stoke the coals. Why would you do, the, why would you do that? In order to, con- that this, the, in the example, the food is partially cooked only, we're worried you're going to do that in order to uh, uh, get the cooking process finished uh, uh, as, soon, as soon as possible on Shabbos. Uh, or, or, or in order to, if, if it's in the event that it's totally cooked, but the continuation of the cooking makes it uh, better and better, like uh, like uh, like certain kinds of stews or chalons perhaps, or a roast of, of sorts. So you're going to stoke the coals in your interest of of uh, increasing the cooking process. So even though you're not, you don't want to do a malacha, but you're going to forget um, because of your interest of cooking the food uh, on uh, 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 sooner on Shabbos. So despite the fact you put it on the fire before Shabbos. Uh, and that that's okay, and there's no problem with the cooking, but you might come to do something else, which is stoke the fire on Shabbos. The fichel, therefore, if you clear out the coals from under the, the, uh, from the bottom of the, of the oven, the bottom of the stove, uh, as it was back then, the style, and in which case it's still hot inside, and the heat's going to continue cooking, but now there's no stole, no no coals for you to stoke. Uh, or you cover the fire, the, the you know the the, fire, the coals on the bottom, the burning coals on the bottom of the, of the stove, with ash or with uh, uh, pieces of flax. It's not going to be very small. Uh, again, these are two behaviors you're doing in order to demonstrate your disinterest in stoking the fire by removing the coals or by covering them, which somewhat cools them down. Kind of like a, that's like the, the original blech. Uh, or the coals themselves die down, which is like they're covered with ash. Uh, or you covered them. Uh, excuse me, now he covered it. Uh, that's a mistake. Um, uh, one second. Or you fired up. Originally, you fired up the oven. Of oven, you didn't use coals. You used straw or um, uh, uh, stubble. Or you use the feces of an uh, animal that like it's called a smaller animal, like a goat or a sheep, as opposed to a cow or a, or, 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 a, or a horse. Um, 
So in which case you don't have the actual coals that are burning. So there's no real substance you can stir, stoke. In all these cases, you're allowed to leave the food on the fire, uh, before, put it on the fire before Shabbos, let it cook into Shabbos. Um, despite the fact that it's not fully cooked, and despite the fact that if it continues to cook more, even though it's fully cooked, there's an improvement. You've removed your mind from uh, this food. There's no reason to worry. You're going to stoke the coals. Either because the substance there is not stokable because it's, it's, it's too, it's too uh, uh, flimsy. It's like, it's like, a, it's like a not real substance. substance. Is it like in the case where you use uh, feces of a small animal, of hemidaka, or it's uh, like flax, it burns out very easily, there's no substance coals. Or in the case where you remove the coals or you cover them to do a dem- that which demonstrates that you removed yourself from any association of, of continuing to stoke the fire, in that case the Chama did allow you to uh, keep the food on the fire into Shabbos. This is the idea of us having a blech, keep the fire covered, demonstrate our disinterest in adjusting the flame. Halacha when does it apply that the above mentioned measures are sufficient? The kira with a kira. Kira is a kind of oven or a range, as it's translated, which is designed basically it was like a some like a barbecue you may see in the park sometimes. That like a box. There's a hole on the side in which you put in the the, the coals, and then on top there's two smaller holes that you could put the pot on, which the heat from the coals then cooks. Uh, so that's called a kira. Shehavlamut, the heat from it is somewhat less. Avla tana, however, an oven. A tana uh, is a different type of uh, A kira is a stove or a range. A tana is an oven. Tana is designed more like an upside down cone, uh, excuse me, like a cone, so that the, uh, the bottom is wide, the top is narrow, and the pot on top, uh, the space on top is, is small enough for a pot to sit on, and the, the hole is, is, uh, can suspend support the pot. The bottom, bottom is much narrower because it's a cone shape and so it's a much more intensive heat rising up to the small area where the pot is. Avatana, however, a, a oven, even though you remove the fire, so you, can, you can't really stoke it. You covered it with ash, you fire it up with stubble or with hay or straw. You may not leave the, fi- the, food, the, the pot in it um, or on top of it uh, before Shabbos. And allow it to cook on Shabbos. The same chlan tavshil nor may you allow when you put a pot next to it on the outside. Shabbos katsarchin. Again, this is talking about a case where the food has not been cooked completely. Shabbos katsarchin is not yafle, or even if it cooked completely, but continuing cooking is good for it. It's not food. It's not the kind of food that gets it gets ruined if you overcook it. It tastes better if you overcook it. In all these cases, you may not do so. Uh, put the food before Shabbos. Let it cook into Shabbos. Even though you took these measures, since it's, the heat is very intense, and when you're not going to remove your mind from the possibility of uh, benefiting from continuing to to adjust the fire, so to speak, to increase the, the heat. We're worried that you're going to stoke even this small amount of fire. Even though the fire is. Uh, uh, very, very flimsy, uh, not non-substantive, and stirring it won't do a whole lot, or you covered it, but still, because of the fact that the heat is so intense, you, there's a possibility you're going to sort of say, hey, maybe I can get a few extra degrees. If I get it to go up, go up a few more degrees, it's going to have a whole different impact on the food, and therefore it's forbidden if this is a oven. Now here, obvious question. What about an example where you cleared out the coals from the bottom of the, of the oven? How come in that case you're not allowed to put the fire, the pot on the fire before Shabbos, let it continue into Shabbos? There's nothing to stoke. 
if you clear out clear out the the coals. Says the Rambam, "Pesha goyif ain't a goyif as a loyif for ish for atzma." When you clear out the coals from coals from the oven, you can't clear out every single part of it. You clear out most of it. It's not possible to clear out all of it. The actually goyif kol ish actually tishar netus achas. It's impossible to clear out the entire thing out to the point that there's not not even a little bit remaining, even one spark, so to speak. Pesha have the cham, and because it's such intense heat, shem yachta kedei levar hanitz tishar netus matanur. Maybe you're going to stoke those small embers left in the fire in the hope of getting just a one or two more degrees up because since it's such intense heat uh, uh, the, 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 the more that you uh, you, you have an interest you're, 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 um, you have a, 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 a sense of association with the fire and that you believe that the, the, the stoking these small embers will uh, that small heated ads will be will be retained in this environment of the of the of the stove, and it will impact the food. And therefore, you're going to do that. God forbid on Shabbos. And therefore, to prevent that, you're not allowed to leave the food on the fire before Shabbos, uh, into Shabbos. Halachazayim. Kupach. A kupach is another kind of stove. Hevli ham. Hevli It's it's hotter than a, than a range. But it's not as hot as hot as a stove. Because it was shaped as a box with a hole in the side where you put the coals in, as a uh, cura was. But on top, there's only one hole, not two. So it was, uh, the, the, the heat was less dispersed. It was more concentrated on that one hole. But it was not cone-shaped. It was shaped like a box. Therefore, it didn't have that, the same intensity as a tanner. So it's between, a kupach is between a cura and a tanner. If you fire it up with... Uh, um, Gefes, which is like the uh, the residue of the olives after they were pressed, um, or with wood, it has nothing You may not leave the food inside of it, the pot inside of it on Shabbos or before Shabbos into Shabbos. on top of it. and you may not may not put the tashul next to it before Shabbos to keep to keep cooking into Shabbos. Again, in, in the end, we're talking about food that was not completely cooked. Um, or it is completely cooked, but but um, uh, if it if it cooks more, it'll 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 improve. Even though you clear out clear out the coals or you cover them with ash, again, of course, if the food is fully cooked and any cooking any continued cooking will ruin the food, we're not worried. You can put it on the fire before Shabbos in any event because we're not worried if you can stoke the coals. You don't want to ruin your food. You want to improve the food. If, however, you fire it up with straw or hay, then in that case, we rule that it's like a like a kira, not not a, not a tanur, and you may because of the of the of the insubstantial unsubstantial uh, uh, substance of the of the coals, you may in that case uh, put the put the food on before Shabbos and cook it into Shabbos. Um, you're allowed to put food next to the kira on the outside before Shabbos, even though you did not clear out the coals. Now, by when it came to a tanner, we said that may not be done. A tanner inside and a inside or on top, and right next to it outside are the same because of the intensity of the heat. When it comes to a kira, um, putting it to the outside. The heat is significantly lower, and we're not worried that you're going to stoke the coals in order to increase the heat for the pot, which is which is outside it. That's a, a stretch, you know. That's not going to help you very much. So we're not worried about that. What is a kira? as a kupach? The Rambam says not. We said earlier, a kira is a box, but uh, a kira is a place. A kira has a place to to rest two pots on top of it. A kupach has only space for one. Uh, one uh, pot. Ches. 
Tavshil chai, a raw dish. that was not cooked at all. Or it's cooked completely, and in the event that it cooks anymore, it, it ruins it. It overcooks it. It's not good. Then you're allowed to put it on the fire, whether it's a kira or a kupach or a tana, any kind of stove, because again, you have no interest in in the cooking continuing because it's not going to do any good. It's going to overcook and ruin it. In the event that it's completely raw, you're not going to stir it because what's it going to help you? It's not going to help anyways. It's so far from being done. It's only if it's partially, it's only if it's uh, partially done that then you have a problem uh, then that then we say that uh, maybe you're gonna you're gonna expect the process by by stoking the coals any food that was cooked but not cooked completely or was cooked completely and if it keep, keep, keeps cooking it, it improves it if however you, you throw into that dish that pot a limb of the animal a complete limb uh, it can't be just a small piece. It has to be a full limb of an animal. So right before Shabbos starts, so then the whole entire pot has the status of a raw dish that's not cooked at all. And again, you're allowed to put it on the fire, even though you did not clear the coals out. You did not cover them. Because again, because of that one raw uh, uh, piece of meat that you threw in the pot, uh, you you removed your mind from the possibility of or being interested in stoking the fire. Because whatever you do is not going to impact that one piece. It's already completely raw, so you know, it's not going to cook until tomorrow, till, till tomorrow morning, Shabbos day anyways. So what point is there to stoke the fire? And therefore, you're allowed to put it next to the fire, even though you did not put a blech. In other words, even, even, even though you did not cover it or, or clear the coals out. Tess. Any situation where you're not allowed to um, keep, put the food on the fire before Shabbos and let it cook into Shabbos. But you did anyways. You're not allowed to eat that food on Shabbos till Shabbos is over. You must also wait till after Shabbos ends the amount of time it would have taken to, to, to prepare it or cook it after Shabbos. So whatever thing you did, whatever you did uh, uh, by putting this pot of food on the fire uh, right before Shabbos, where it's, let's say you, let's say you put it on the fire sometime before Shabbos started, and so before Shabbos began, it cooked somewhat significantly, but not completely, and therefore now if you keep it on the fire on Shabbos, we're worried that you're going to um, stoke it, and you have, and instead of clearing the coals out, you did not do what you're supposed to do. You left the coals there. Now we're worried you're going to stoke it, whether you stoked the fire or not. You transgress with the chum said about letting this kind of food be on the fire on Shabbos. So the amount of time that you saved by doing this whole process, you have to lose that time. What's a Shabbos? This way you're discouraged from transgressing because you gain nothing anyway. It's the same hour and a half, for example, that you have to wait. Had you just done what you uh, had, you just cooked the Shabbos, you have to wait that time anyways. And so this prevents a person from transgressing the rabbinic prohibition. The imshachay, if you forgot, he didn't do it on purpose. If the situation is it's a food that was cooked but not completely cooked, then also about Shabbat, then you can't eat it till Shabbos ends, as we just said. If, however, it's a food which is completely cooked, it's just cooking more, overcooking it, improves it, so that's less of a severe situation. There's a slightly less chance that you're going to. Uh, stoke the coals because it's edible anyways as it is it's just it's better if you stoke the coals and therefore we have a Shabbos that we uh, um, you're allowed to eat it on Shabbos if you transgressed and left it without a blech so to speak without uh, without covering the fire or clearing it out uh, again because in the case where it's partially cooked 
you can't really eat it unless you stoke the fire. So it's much more of a reason to be suspicious or, 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 or concerned. It's a more severe violation of their rabbinic prohibition. However, in the case where um, it's it's just it's just it's cooked completely, it's edible, but cooking overcooking improves it. There is a slight less possibility that you're going to stoke the fire, and therefore the penalty is less severe. Yud, anything you're allowed to leave on the fire when Shabbos starts, uh, excuse me, before Shabbos starts, leave it into Shabbos. If you take it off the fire on Shabbos, you may not put it back on the fire on Shabbos. You're not allowed to put something back on the fire on Shabbos unless it's on a uh, a kira, which is a lower kind of the the uh, more uh, minor kind of oven, as opposed to a tanner, as opposed to an oven. So this is more of a, like a stove or a range. Grufa has to be cleared out. Mechusa are covered. You know, the, the the coals were covered with ash. Or it's a kira or a kupach. Which has been fired up with straw or hay. We said the kupach has a din of akira if you use flimsy flimsy coals like uh, unsubstantial material, as opposed to proper coals or like wood. So for so this permi- permissibility of putting it back is uh, is is permitted in a situation where you use that kind of 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 uh, fuel. And you did not put the pot on the ground. Once you put the pot on the ground, which is a way of like saying, okay, I'm done using it, you may not put it back onto the fire. Even on a, um, a, a, a range which has had the coals been cleared out, it still um, may, not be, may not be returned because of the impression it creates. It looks like you're cooking on Shabbos by taking this thing and putting it, just going and putting it on the fire when Shabbos has already began. Despite the fact that it was on the fire when Shabbos started, but since you, once you take it off, you interrupt that process uh, once you put it on the ground. Um, excuse me. You may not ever put it back into a, a stove or a kupach, which is an intermediate kind of stove, or sorry, a, a, um, an oven or the intermediate kind of stove which have been fired up with uh, the residue of oil, of uh, olives after they're crushed or with wood even though you clear them out or cover them because those types of ovens have intense heat uh, and therefore if you put them back on Shabbos we're worried you're going to come to store the coals on Shabbos anything which you may not put put the food ba- uh, um, return the food to it on Shabbos you may not put things next to it on Shabbos either um, obviously, the case over here is where the food is one hundred percent cooked. So there's no prohibition. So there's no prohibition of biblical cooking on Shabbos. If the food's not not one hundred percent cooked, then putting it on the fire on Shabbos, putting it back on the fire on Shabbos once it's taken off, is an act of bishul. God forbid, act of cooking. Here it's one hundred percent cooked. The question is, once you take it off, can you put it back on? Um, in terms of the impression it creates, it looks like it's cooking on Shabbos, or the possibility of stoking the fire. So the Rambam tells us that in this halacha yud, that there's a lot of restrictions in place. When that may or may not may, may not happen, halacha yud aleph. Also, you're not allowed to put a ladle into a pot on Shabbos. Shabbos to remove the food from on Shabbos. That's technically speaking stirring. That's from the things which you do to cook food. Even though the food is 100 cooked, you're cooking it more. And it's like basically cooking, cooking on Shabbos. If the food is not 100 cooked. 
it's biblically prefer, forbidden. If the food is 100% cooked, then it's biblically forbidden. You're allowed to change from one stove to the other, take, pot, take the pot off one stove, put on a different stove, even though the heat of one is more than the other. Uh, even though the second one is more heat. Again, this is all assuming the food is 100% cooked, so by you uh, putting it on the second stove, you're not doing the biblical, biblical cooking. Uh, you may not, however, take food off the stove on Shabbos and wrap it uh, in insulation. Or if you have something which you insulated before Shabbos uh, to keep it warm, it was cooked before Shabbos, you may not you may not unwrap the insulation and then put it on the stove. A person is not allowed to fill a pot with peas or tremisin uh, are kind of beans. A chavish or a, 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 a pot with water. The eating of techatana, then put inside an oven. Erev Shabbos im chashecha before Shabbos starts. Viashayish, and then let that sit on the fire into Shabbos. She ate, why not? Um, even if it's one hundred percent raw, why not? She ate the kavach oitzim and these things and all the things like them. Af bishal loik bashal kol ikar, even though they're not cooked at all. Nevertheless, ketav shalei bishal katsachi hein. They are like something which is. Partially cooked, even though they're completely raw. Because these things don't require a lot of cooking. You want to eat them very soon. You may not let them sit in the oven. In other words, just like something which is like a pot of meat, which is partially cooked, not completely cooked, so you might stoke the coals to expedite the process. These things, even though they're totally raw, cook so easily, you might stoke the coals to expedite the process. Beans cook very easily, water boils very easily. If you transgressed and let it sit there before Shabbos, into Shabbos, they're not going to be eaten until Shabbos ends, and you must wait the amount of time it would have taken to uh, do this, uh, to, to, to make it until Shabbos. So again, you lose whatever time you save, so you're not going to, you'll be, you're not going to be interested in, in transgressing. You gain nothing. Yud Gimel. So until now, we talk, talked about a cooking with a pot in the fire. Now we're going to talk about... Um, uh, an actual barbecue, like an open flame. Um, you have an oven, you put actual meat uh, to cook by itself, not in a pot, but actual barbecue style, before Shabbos started. And you let it sit there into Shabbos. No, so may you eat it on Shabbos or not? Are we worried about you stoking the coals? Um, if it's the meat of a goat, okay, it's a or anything else, just like a smaller, uh, easier meat, it's permitted, because if you stoke the coals to extract the process, the meat's going to ruin, it's going to it's burn. Because it only requires the basic heat of fire. If you stir the coals more, it's going to just ruin the, ruin the food. If it's however... Um, so if if it's uh, excuse me that's 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 so far talking about the meat of a of a, of, a, of a child goat of a kid goat which is very delicate if however it's the meat of an adult goat if it's the meat of an of a, of a, of a adult goat I need to say if it's if it's cow meat beef who also shema also that's forbidden to um, let it sit there and barbecue with the Shabbos shem yichatam b'chol levashim we you're going to stoke the fire in order to expect the process since it's a tougher kind of meat then uh, we're not you're not worried about ruining it you're just gonna you're hopefully going to improve the food 
If however you seal the oven and the door shut with plaster, then it's okay because that's a good reminder not to stoke the fire. Oh, well, that's one reason, but the Ram actually has another reason. If you're going to open the oven door in order to stoke the fire, then the, then the, um, the, uh, this, this, uh, this meat which is cooking in this secluded, uh, insulated environment, the, the wind's going to come in, it's going to, it's going to basically ruin the, uh, the hard, harden the meat, the pasta is going to ruin it, the tanner is going to cool down, they're going to be after the buster and the, uh, the, the meat will get, will get ruined. So in that scenario, because you cooked it, it started, started off cooking it in a very insulated environment, uh, any any cold draft will ruin the meat, and therefore we're not worried you're going to open it to stoke the coals, because instead of improving the food, you're going to ruin it. Anything which the wind would ruin it, and we're not worried that you're going to open the oven door and stir the coals. For that reason, that's why you're allowed to put um, uh, strands of flax to an oven for the purpose of bleaching it before Shabbos starts. But we're not worried you're going to stoke the fire because if you open it to sort of stoke the flames when the when the when the when the flax is cooking and being bleached, not the cooking, it's like being roasted, so to speak. Uh, apparently, the way that that's how it's done, and and you're going to open the fire to stoke it. Can you stoking it? Uh, you're going to ruin the flax, so we're not worried you're going to do that. Tesvav. If you put a, a kid goat in one, a whole entire kid goat, not cut in pieces, into the oven, in that case, it's like an adult goat, or beef. Perhaps you will stoke the fire. Unless again, you seal the oven door shut, in which case it's permitted, as we said earlier. However, you may lower the uh, lamb, or for that matter, the goat, both animals uh, you, uh, can be used for Pesach, into the oven uh, at, just before Shabbos starts. Even though you did not seal, you're not going to seal the door shut. Why? Since the people, the group of people, even the Karim Pesach, are going to be very careful because you're in the mindset of doing a mitzvah and you're all feeling very firm, and therefore, we're not worried you're going to forget and stoke the coals on Shabbos in order to expedite the process of the Karim Pesach being cooked. Halakha design. You're not allowed to roast uh, meat, um, onions, or an egg on the fire uh, before Shabbos and let them roast into Shabbos. Unless you put them early enough before Shabbos so they become fully roasted, or at least sufficiently roasted before Shabbos, and they're edible. Because if you don't, then we're worried you're going to stoke the fire on Shabbos because these things uh, can uh, uh, cook very easily. And if they remain on the Shabbos after they became they became they became cooked enough for, to be edible before Shabbos began, and they stayed on the fire into Shabbos, until it became more well done, motor is permitted. The because these are things which these are all types of foods which as if they can become overcooked, that's not good for them. If you if you stoke the fire while they're being barbecued over an open flame, it's going to ruin them. because they're being on they're being roasted over an open flame. So we're not worried you're going to stoke the fire to ruin your food. This why allowed this why you're allowed to put uh, incense. Under clothes, you burn the incense and put it under the clothes and have the smoke rise and continue to the process throughout the Shabbos. Um, because if you stoke the fire while the incense is burning, you're going to burn the incense too strongly and it's going to cause the clothes to smell like ash and smoke rather than like incense. You'd sign. 
Anything we forbade in all this entire parak so far. It's not because of the thing is happening on Shabbos. That's not a problem, essentially, the fact that the Malacha happens on Shabbos. It's a, the problem is that we're worried of the possibility of you stoking the fire. Therefore, we said in the beginning of the Perik that you're allowed, allowed to put, that you're allowed to put um, wool into a, a vat to dye, and it absorbs the dye, and it continues to cook in the dye juice throughout Shabbos. Uh, that's all talking about a case where you take the pot off the fire before Shabbos starts because we're worried you're going to stoke the fire on Shabbos to continue and expedite the dying process. So also, if the other the other uh, thing is that the actual vat itself, the pot, has to be covered and sealed because even when it's off the fire. So and there's no worry about stoking the stoking the the coals, but you, maybe you'll stir the pot. And since the pot is still hot, during the action of stirring the pot, even though it's off the fire, since it's so since it's so hot and the water is still boiling, is considered an act of cooking. And that also may not be done on Shabbos. And therefore, in order to be allowed, that we said earlier in the beginning of the parak, you're allowed to leave uh, wool in a pot with dye to absorb and cook the cook and have the dye cook into it on Shabbos. You have to have it removed from the fire. Or, or remove the coal from under it, whichever way, and you must seal the pot shut. So this way you can't stoke the coals and you can't stir. You may not put bread into the oven just before Shabbos starts. Nor may you put like a wafer or cake on coals. Uh, again, for the because we're worried you're gonna. Uh, Try to expedite the baking process. Unless you put it before Shabbos sufficiently with enough time that before Shabbos starts, it becomes basically baked at a basic level, which means that the the surface becomes crusted, which means either the surface that's attached to the wall, because back then you would the bread bread was baked was you would stick it in the oven to the wall of the oven, it would just sit there and and uh, stick to the wall and bake that way, or the other surface, the surface that's that's uh, that's uh, not touching the wall, that's Facing the fire gets cooked, and you have to make sure that there's enough time for either surface to become baked, to become crusted before Shabbos starts. If you leave in the oven after that, to where point it gets completely baked, mutter, that's okay. And you're not going to stir the coals because once it gets that baked before Shabbos begins, if you expect the process during the coals, you're just going to burn it. Uh, so again, we, this whole entire parak, we want to make sure is, is that that um, the food is either sufficiently cooked that any kind of stirring you will do will ruin it, so you're not going to stir it, or it's so raw that any stirring you do is not going to help. So what's the point? But if it's in between, that's where the problem is. If you put it before Shabbos starts and Shabbos begins and it's not crusted, if you did it on purpose and you knew that was going to happen, you're not allowed to eat the bread until Shabbos ends. And again, you wait the amount of time that it would have taken to bake it much of Shabbos anyway, so you gain nothing from your transgression. If it's an accident, it's unintentional. For example, you thought it was going to cook, you didn't realize what time it was, or you didn't realize that the, the, this dough was different, whatever it may be. You're allowed to uh, remove or lower down from the oven the, the bread only enough for the three meals of Shabbos. When you do take it off from the oven, you shouldn't use the, the tool which is meant to scrape it. Um, uh, off of the side of the oven, the normal tool, as you do not during the weekday, and the basak of it's been used like a knife for something different, something which is makes it an unusual activity. 
there's a few reasons for that. One reason may be that this that the uh, uh, this uh, this this special tool and removing the bread from the oven in this way is considered a very skilled activity. It's called oven the a weekday type of activity. Uh, that's one reason. Um, Another simple explanation is simply because the person did a transgression by putting the bread there so um, and taking the bread out is really forbidden. It's just permitted because it was an accident and he should have food for the three Shabbos Sudas. If he doesn't have other bread, so doing it in an abnormal manner will make him less comfortable with, the, with, this, uh, with this activity and remind him not to do it again. Your test. A person may make a fire uh, before Shabbos, like a, a bonfire or for heat or for, or for, or for the, in the event that he's putting food on top of it in a way that he's allowed to. Any material which he wants, unlike uh, we'll see later on in the future program, when you're making a wick for uh, for a candle or for a lamp, there's this restriction as to what types of wicks and oils you may use. But as far as making a fire like a madura, which is like a bonfire, that there's no restriction on the material. On the material, whether it's on on the ground or on a, uh, a torch holder, and you light it before Shabbos starts. And you you can use the light or the fire rather. And you can warm yourself next to it on Shabbos. However, you may make, must make sure the majority of the bonfires have already been lit uh, or caught fire before Shabbos begins. To the point that the, the fire is already self-sufficient, doesn't have to be tended at all, uh, or, 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 or stoked or, uh, or uh, fanned. Before Shabbos starts, because again, if 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 not, we're, we're worried that you're going to stoke the fire and try to fan the fire when after Shabbos begins to get it going. So therefore, we have to make sure the majority of the material has been has caught fire before Shabbos starts. If, however, the majority has not caught fire before Shabbos begins, also the Shabbos, you now have to benefit from the fire on Shabbos. This is a gzera shema yichachta ba. Worried you're going to stoke the fire. Yarn the etzim. You're going to move the wood around in order to ensure the fire catches and 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 uh, and uh, rises up, so to speak. You hit the. So again, in order to prevent the person from having such a fire on Shabbos and transgressing the prohibition of stoking it, we 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 make the person. Uh, make sure that it's majority. He lights it before Shabbos long enough, long enough time to make sure the majority is lit. And if he doesn't, we knas him, we punish him. He cannot cannot use the fire on Shabbos because if he uses it, he's going to possibly stoke it. If he lights a single uh, piece of wood, then the majority of the thi- of the of the thickness and the majority of its circumference both have to be uh, catch fire before Shabbos starts. Chaf. When this is applied, outside the Mikdash. Mikdash the Mikdash itself, you're allowed to light uh, the fire in the, uh, it's called the Chamber of the Hearth, just before showers begins. Chamber of the Hearth was a, was a building in the, in the Beis Mikdash where there was a, a, a big fire burning in the center of that chamber, and the Kahanim who had to walk on the stone marble floor barefoot would warm themselves by that fire if it was cold, so that we were allowed to light right before Shabbos and let it continue to catch fire on Shabbos. We're not worried the Kahanim are going, we're not worried the Kahanim are going to stoke the fire. The Kahanim are very careful and alacrative, uh, full of alacrity, and they're not going to transgress the Shabbos. So this Gezer does not apply. Chaf Aleph. 
Um, a person had a, a fire that was comprised, the fuel was basically reeds or seeds. You do not, so it burns very easily, you do not need to make sure the majority is burning before Shabbos starts. As long as the fire it caught fire on some part of it before Shabbos starts. What the Shabbos, but you're allowed to use it on Shabbos. The fire catches very easily on these materials. It's not going to be any need for you to stoke the fire. We're not where you're going to. Therefore, if you bound the reeds together so they're more dense, or you put the seeds uh, together in like a, a basket of a sorts, a palm basket, it's called. They're like regular wood. And they have to make sure the fire is rising on its own accord before Shabbos begins because you may come to stoke it as you would wood. As you W O U L D, as you would wood W O O D. A fire that's made of tar. I shall garfus or sulfur. I shall revolve or oily substances. I shall kira. Uh, wax, I shall cash or straw, I shall cover stubble, and it's a Shabbos. Again, you don't have to have the majority of it burning before Shabbos starts, as long as it catches fire, it's fine. Fire catches very easily, and therefore, there's no worry that you're going to stoke anything, it's gonna, it's gonna fully catch fire eventually by itself. You can just sit back and watch the show, and there's no, there's no reason to worry, you're going to transgress the Shabbos, and therefore, it's permitted.